0: Well, hello, welcome back to Uncommon Sense. <laughs> So on this episode, I want to talk predominantly about Elon Musk buying Twitter for real this time, because last time he was going to, but then there were a lot of issues and he didn't end up buying it. Um, But I want to talk about Elon Musk a lot. I also want to talk about um, Kanye West purchasing Parlor from Candace and her husband, George Farmer. Um, I I just want to talk about free speech on the internet. I'm going to call this episode, you know, part three of random things because I think three is a good, a good strong number. And, and then we will break off into more specific topics for the following episodes. But I, I I mean, this is kind of random, but it's mostly just going to be focused on social media, free speech on social media, and who owns the platforms that we use. (laughs) we get into everything, I just want to remind you guys about the Bible study by the brand Sunday. I have told you guys about this Bible study before, but I really like this one. I think it's aesthetically pleasing and that matters to, again, my Enneagram four wing that I have told you guys about, but I know that aesthetically pleasing things just matter a lot to our generation and the younger generations. So it's an aesthetically pleasing um, Bible study, but it also has a lot of great content in it. And I think it's just great to have Bible studies to keep you on track while you're reading the Bible. I know, like I've said before, it can get a little bit boring, but if you have the right tools, I I really believe that you guys can get through it. If I have been able to get through it and I am kind of ADD, ADHD, then I really think that you guys can do it. So check out the brand Sunday's Bible study. I will have a link below for you guys to easily access that. Okay. Let's just get right into this Twitter purchase by Mr. Musk. Um, I'm really excited about this. I have multiple feelings about this, um, before I get into you know this deal going through and everything, I just want to remind you guys about how he was going to buy it months ago. Um, I don't know if you all remember that, but he was going. I mean, this whole deal has been in the works for a while now, and there were just there were a lot of bot issues where he discovered that there were a lot of bots on the platform and that they misrepresented the number of active users that are actually people on Twitter, and so that affected you know Elon's decision. And did he want to buy it did he not want to buy it um and then we all experienced the wonderful uh, you know drastic like peaks and and falls of our twitter followers and that has been going on i mean a little bit ever since it was originally happening but i think it was a few weeks ago when that was really like a thing and everybody was like i just lost like 200,000 followers or i just lost like a million followers i don't know if anybody lost that many but a lot of people were losing a lot of followers and including me. And then it would, it would spike back up and then it would go back down and then it would spike back up. And it was just like, it was a whole big thing. And so everybody on Twitter was experiencing that. And we all had, you know, our little, what, you know, the elite in DC would call conspiracy theories about, you know, why that was happening. But it was clearly, um, it was clearly the bots, you know, the people at Twitter were like, oh, you know, well, well, Elon is coming in. So we got to get rid of all of the bots. And then I kind of like the election, you know, how I, I genuinely feel like the election was stolen in 2020 um, and that they overestimated, I guess, how many votes Trump would get and how many Biden would need to get in order to, quote unquote, win the election with his 81 million votes that he supposedly got. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um, But it was the same thing with the bots where I feel like they, you know, at twitter.com were just like, okay, so we're just going to take this many bots away. And I don't even know if they were bots. There were a lot of people who they were removing who were not bots because they would come back when they would get their accounts back and be like, sorry, uh, they took me off and I'm following you again. So I feel like they were like, overestimating maybe how many bots are on there and they were just removing all these random things and then realize, okay, some of these people are not bots and they gave them their accounts back. So Twitter is a whole hot mess. It's a good thing <laughs> that Elon has entered the picture because they really need help at twitter.com. Um, they have so many issues and that is evidenced in how how much they freak out when somebody who actually knows what they're doing comes in. So anyway. The deal has finalized, and Elon is officially the head honcho at Twitter, and I'm really excited about it. I'm also... Here's the thing. I... I think that everything has gotten just so politicized that as soon as somebody says something that agrees with your way of viewing the world you immediately on both sides I see this but uh, but you immediately assume that they are this sort of hero and it's possible and ever since I listened to Taylor Swift's song which by the way y'all are mad at me for liking anti hero I actually like that song I feel like it's her first like really honest song where she's just like oh hey yeah actually okay I am the problem I'm the problem it's me and it's like okay maybe you're growing up and maturing a little bit like you can take accountability that's neat um but it's it's possible that Elon's not like this hero, like he's an anti-hero maybe, like he's just like, you know, he's here, he is the protagonist in this story, and maybe he's going to do some good things, but it's possible that he's going to do some negative things. And I don't think that we need to jump to the conclusion that he is going to be some perfect, you know, owner of Twitter. It's going to be much, much better. It's going to be uh, like a lot better now because there is going to be more free speech, but he has come out in recent days saying, you know, it's not going to be a free-for-all hellscape. So to me, and I saw that The Hill had put that out. That was like their headline. Um, to me, that's a little bit worrisome because he has been, he plays both sides of the political aisle very well. Um, you know, he has a way, Elon has a way of making kind of everybody like him and or at least not sure that they hate him. And I i mean, I, I'm the same. Like, I don't know whether I'm like, you know, okay. Yay. Yay. Elon. Or if I'm like, "Mm, I don't know about you, man. Um, I'm not sure. (laughs) I don't hate the guy. I'm not obsessed with the guy. I think he's going to bring a lot of good things to Twitter. I also am a little bit afraid when he makes comments like that because I am just, and I've told you guys this before, I am a radical, I'm I'm like radically for free speech. I believe in free speech for everyone because I just think that it's much, much safer for the world for you to know people's thoughts. And if you're turning off people's thoughts, they could be in a dark room somewhere coming up with a plan that you wouldn't know anything about. A lot of the things, um, the, well, the blah, blah, I just like really tripped over my words there. Um, but a lot of the people who the FBI ends up, you know, going after after they do something horrendous in the country, like they were posting about that well in advance of it happening, or at least like before it happened, or and sometimes they even post things while they're doing them. There was a shooter who was like live streaming his, his shooting spree. And so I do think that the internet, even though, yeah, like sometimes it's going to be like scary stuff that is on the internet. It's like, at least we know what's happening. At least we know what people are thinking. And and I think that that's safer. I actually think that that's much, much safer, um, for everybody. So I'm not exactly sure what Elon means by, you know, it's not going to be a free for all hellscape. I, I, would prefer that to a safe utopia, quote unquote, because the left uses that word all the time. It's gonna be a utopia. We're gonna make a utopia. Everybody's gonna be happy. Everybody's gonna be, you know, healthy and perfect and wonderful. And there's only one utopia in the entire universe. That's called heaven. And only a select few make it. And God does select those few. I know that there are some people that listen to my podcast that are not Christian, but you guys know that I am and I mean I believe (laughs) I believe in the Bible. So I believe in the elect. And I believe that God elects who he's going to save. He has his, his people. And um, so, yeah, there's a select group of people. And some people will say, well, that's elitist. That's very elitist of you. Well, I'm sorry. That's just what the Bible says. So, that's just what it says. And I'm not here to twist the Bible. There are plenty of people in the world who will twist the Bible and what it says in order to suit your fleshly desires and your mental feebleness. So, if y'all are looking for a podcast like that. There are many, this is, this is not the right one though. And for those who don't know, you know, anything about the Bible or the elect, the term elect is used all through the old Testament. Um, and it's used to describe the Israelites in as far as they are called to be the chosen people, the people of God, um, that are faithful to their divine call. So, um, You know, it's it's in it's in the Old Testament. Y'all should look it up. But this is why the Bible study is important, and why the Bible, just reading it, is important. There are so many books that people are like, you should read this, you should read that, to gain knowledge and intelligence. The Bible is is literally, if you read no other book in your life other than the Bible, then you would be slaying at life. So please read it. I mean, please. I mean, please read it. I wonder if I like literally beg if y'all will actually read it. It's like so important that y'all read it. Anyway, back to Twitter and Elon. Um, so. I don't know. Okay. I let me just back up. This is this we got ahead of ourselves a little bit on this episode. He bought Twitter for 44 billion dollars. And I think it's important for everybody to know that this is not just Elon's skin in the game. Like he got together a bunch of people to contribute um, to purchasing Twitter. So I'm a little bit concerned that it's gonna be like, do these people get a say and how it's run? You know, like I'm curious. I'm just curious. I don't know. I mean, it looks like Elon is gonna be really heading it up, but just be aware that he does have co-investors in this and look into that. I'm actually going to attach an article for y'all to read about all of the funding situation and how all that works because i i do think it's important for everybody to know that this is not just, you know, Elon's money alone. Like he has co-investors and i it's just like with any other business, you know, like is this going to be something where they get to pull any strings and is that why he's kind of changing his tune a little bit with the whole, you know, it's not going to be a free-for-all hellscape. It's like free speech is not that. Even if it was like the most negative thing or offensive thing that anybody said, it wouldn't be like a free for all hellscape. It would just be a free for all. And it's like, is that a bad thing? I don't know. Again, I don't think that free speech, I'm just, I'm radically for it. I am radically for it. And I've told you guys why. So, um, all that negative stuff aside, I just wanted to let y'all know that I'm, I mean, I have seen so many conservative pundits who are just like, this is just, he is the man, he is the free speech man. And it's like, okay. I mean, he's also transhumanism man. So like, let's not forget that. Um, I don't know. I just think it's so funny and weird and a little creepy how people will just immediately like assume that somebody is like, everybody just wants a superhero so bad, like so bad. And this happened with the whole Trump MAGA thing too. Um, But everybody wants a human superhero so bad. And, and it's like, that doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist. So those are my negative, like apprehension comments, my positive comments about this acquisition is that he wants to fire a bunch of people and that he has been firing a bunch of people. Twitter does not need like almost 10,000 employees. I don't know why they ever had that many other than to monitor and censor people. And there are so many videos from Project Veritas of them, you know, undercover talking to employees of Twitter and the people at Twitter telling them, "Yeah, we do. We do like um, Um, censor conservatives. Like when Trump was president, they had a video that they put out where they said, yeah, we totally, like we will just remove those accounts. If it's like, if there's conservative in their bio or God or country or Trump, they're gone. It's like these, these things are actually real. And y'all can find those videos pretty easily um, from Project Veritas. Well, probably not pretty easily, but fairly easily. If y'all, I mean, I'll put some links to them in the description so that y'all can easily see those. But it, it happens. It's a thing. It's been a thing, and uh, you know, it, we, we figured it out. So back to the positive things that he has done. So he got rid of the head of Twitter, which was a great move, Prag Agarwal. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, so he got rid of this dude. Who, and I want to play you all a clip because it is so clear that this guy that was the head of Twitter, um, Prag, he he did not believe in free speech. Again, there are a lot of Project Veritas videos of them, you know, undercover talking to Twitter employees and them admitting, the Twitter employees admitting that they are not a free speech platform and that they did and do before Elon took over, um, you know, erase people and they delete people and they shut people down. Um, But Parag, he he himself said the same thing. He, and he said it publicly. I want to play a clip of him talking about how he was against free speech, but while you're listening, just pay attention. This is how the left operates. They were, will, they will make things sound uh, like sort of intellectual and stretch it out so that you feel confused about what they're like actually saying. But if you pay close attention um, and kind of look past the accent, then, well, here, if you hear past the accent, then you can tell what he is saying. He is saying, I am not for free speech. Twitter does not uh, stand for free speech. And that's just the way it is. So let me play that clip for you guys now. Our role is not being we bound by the First Amendment, but our role is to serve a healthy public conversation. And our moves are reflective of things that we believe lead to a healthier public conversation. The kinds of things that we, we do to work about this is to focus less on thinking about free speech, but thinking about how the times have changed. One of the changes today that we see is speech is easy on the Internet. Most people can speak where our role is particularly emphasized. Oh, who can be heard? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. So, um, free speech only matters to the people that you agree with. Is that right, Prague? Is that right? Uh, okay. Um, that isn't th- that. doesn't sound like any tyrannical nation I've ever heard of. Only every single one. That's exactly what they do, you guys. They do this in communist nations, and they do this anywhere there's tyranny, where they're trying to shut the other. The, they're trying to shut their opposition down where they can't even speak and then and then what I mean you're in an echo chamber you're not allowed to hear other views so of course you're going to hold the view they want you to hold of course like that is such a beta way and I say it all the time but it is the most beta way to get control if you literally like can't get people to like you or agree with you or want to like follow you without forcing them to only hear your opinion not knowing that there are other opinions out there you're tired you're a beta. You're a loser. You need to heal and you need to stop hurting people. I say heal because a lot of tyrants really are, and I've talked about it with some other guests on the show, but a lot of tyrants are literally just broken little boys who had trauma happen to them when they were young and they have not healed from that. So instead of taking accountability and going and healing, they instead suppress everything. They never take accountability and they instead try to control other people. It's it's just, it's the tale as old as time. I I can't control me. So let me control you. It's disgusting. It's like grow up. Um, so Twitter it has been the broken little boy, and they have refused to heal. So instead of healing, you know, we have decided to try a new boy. And I do think that Elon is going to be much better. I do think we're headed in the right direction. I'm a little bit worried about his comments about it not being a free for all hellscape, but no matter what, I do know that Elon is going to manage the company a lot better than its predecessors. And so I do have hope for the future of free speech on Twitter. I'm hoping that other platforms specifically facebook and instagram who both banned me it has been such a feat to get myself back up on facebook and instagram by the way y'all can follow me on instagram real jenny robbins same as on twitter and then i'm on facebook again just regular jenny robinson um I have no intention of shutting up. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that. I wouldn't know where to begin. And I and I'm glad that on Twitter now at least like we will be able to get our opinions out more easily than we have been able to in the past. So, I have I have big hopes. I have big hopes for Elon. I hope he doesn't have any strings being pulled by any of his co-investors, but ultimately, I do I have a lot of optimism for the future of Twitter. And I hope, you know, that Elon... Um, I hope that he can, you know, upkeep it. And there are going to be a lot of people, just a lot of leftists and progressives and liberal crazy people who are attacking Elon for promoting free speech. So I do think we need to pray for Elon to have the strength to with uh, to withstand, you know, all these attacks and insults that he's going to get. There's been so much just self dramatization from the left on Twitter ever since he bought it. Um, you know, people are like, just praying this isn't my last night on here. It's like, y'all, we're not we're not for free speech just for us. That's the big difference between the left and the right. Like we actually want you guys to have your voice. I have said it multiple times on this podcast. Um, I am uh, pro life is my biggest cause. Like I care about infants in the womb. I care about children more than anything. And I but I don't want the pro choice community to never have the right to to talk about how much they love murdering babies. That is is normal to me to want everybody to have, free speech. I I mean, I have a lot of empathy, but I cannot understand how anybody would not want everybody to have the right to free speech. I genuinely don't understand it. Unless you are just a tyrant, I don't get it. Or I guess you could just be mentally feeble and not up to a debate. I was debating somebody on Twitter the other day who straight up as soon as she just didn't want to respond to my points and my argument, just unfollowed me, disengaged in the conversation. I told her you know that that is no different than being on the debate stage in an auditorium and I say my piece and then you run out the door because you just are triggered by what I'm saying. And I think what I had put out was basically you get exactly the life that you deserve and you do, you are a product of your decisions, good or bad. That's just the way that it is. Um, and it got into a whole theological debate about, you know, why does God let bad things happen? Like he is all good. He is all up. Y'all really need to read your Bibles because you do not understand the people that say that do not understand. And I can't, even engage with these people because y'all haven't read your Bibles. You do not understand how God works. He will always, he has always, if you read the Bible at all, just get to Exodus and you can know. Just get a little bit through Genesis, actually, I mean, if y'all can manage. Like God uses the bad things that we do for his ultimate good plan, and that has always been the case. So, just because bad things are happening in your life, maybe, yeah, it's the life you deserve. It's still a part of God's bigger plan, and that is just the way. That it is. Um, You know, there were terrible things happening to the people as they were leaving Egypt. They were getting really, really mad. But did it still work out according to God's plan? Yeah. Were those bad things that were happening to them, though? Yeah. So you just really need to read your Bibles. I (laughs) say it all the time, but that's because I mean it. And I have learned throughout my marketing career if you repeat something just a lot, then maybe the chances of somebody doing it are greatly increased. So I will, for this one thing, be a parrot, and I will say it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Read your Bible <laughs> here's a more like calm version for the people that don't like loud people. Read your Bible <laughs> actually, that was in uh, that was a Joe whisper that was actually really creepy that creeped me out um okay, so final thoughts on this Elon Musk Twitter purchase. Thank you, Elon, for for purchasing it. Uh, by the way, I don't know if y'all even saw this, but me and Elon got into a little bit of a fight on Twitter because he had said something. I don't even remember what he said. He's, he was basically saying like, I am a moderate, but saying it in a really confusing way. Um, and then I just told him, I was like, just say that you're a moderate. And then he said, yeah, that's what I meant. And it's like, come on, Elon, just, tell, just make it easier for people. You don't have to make it confusing. Um, being a moderate is not a bad thing, but just know what you are that's important. So, I'm I'm excited to see I'm excited to see what Elon does with Twitter. I think that he is a very creative, smart, intellectual, hard-working, sort of creepy transhumanism type of guy, but he is for free speech. So, you know the big difference between him and the last head of Twitter is that they're both immigrants. They both immigrated to America, um, and one of them, and one of them was just horrendous and did not understand the beauty of America. Elon at least understands the beauty of America. I do think that he genuinely loves this country. I I genuinely believe that he is grateful for the opportunity that it has provided to him, and I do think that he understands because of his success. The the importance of free thought and free speech and you cannot make your dreams come to fruition if you're constantly being squashed by the side that doesn't want you to disagree with them i do think he understands all that um so and and then you have this other guy who immigrated and is not grateful and is trying to squash his political opponents for fun for kicks i don't know get a get a different hobby maybe um, but he's fired now. So I do think that it's going in a good direction. I think that we have a responsibility to hold Elon accountable to his promises. I think that the left has a responsibility to, well, never mind. They, they hate responsibility. <laughs> They're just going to keep attacking him and saying that we're hateful and that free speech is dangerous. Um, and we're just going to let them cry. That's fine. They're going to cry no matter what. And, and I'm excited to see See if Twitter becomes, you know, this free speech safe haven that is a is a good blueprint for other big social media companies. Because I do think that the free speech is going to up revenue a lot. I think that it's going to attract more people. I think that ads will get more views. More money is going to be made. The the monetization is going to be easier and better on Twitter if there are more people coming to the platform, and it's it's just going to be a lot easier for a lot. Of people to want to come to the platform if they're not feeling, you know, constantly, uh, f- constantly in danger of their accounts being removed if they hold the wrong opinions. That's what it all boils down to for me. So, um, let me know your thoughts on this. I love when you guys are letting me know your thoughts on stuff. So, if y'all want to message the Uncommon Sense Podcast Instagram account or on Facebook, I am going to be putting the podcast on Twitter soon, so y'all can comment there as well. But I, I really love getting y'all's thoughts. On things, I never, ever, ever want this to just be a Jenny monologue where I just go on and on and on, and I never get y'all's opinions. So definitely, you know, comment under the posts and to the stories and let me know y'all's thoughts. You've definitely been doing that, and I appreciate when y'all do that. But I, I want to know y'all's thoughts on this whole Elon thing because it is it is a major shift in the online social media, you know, culture of the internet, and it is pretty important, and it is pretty. Pivotal, and it is going to be something that we all want to pay attention to and watch unfold. Before we get into the parlor Kanye West stuff, I just want to remind you guys about Unreal Snacks. Halloween is in two days. It's in two days. And again, I don't celebrate Halloween, but I, just like I am for free speech for everybody, I am also for everybody deciding what holidays they do and do not want to celebrate, clearly, obviously. Um, And a lot of people do love Halloween, so I think, I, I mean, I'm biased, but I think that Unreal snacks are going to be the best candy for you to hand out to kids on Halloween. If you do participate in trick or treating and all of that good stuff, even if you don't and you are a Christian who doesn't celebrate Halloween and you have your reasons, as I do, then and if you have kids, like you want to have some candy in the house because you don't want them to feel left out. You know, you don't want them to be like seeing that their friends are having so much fun. You know, trick or treating (laughs) that's like a sad picture, Um, and then they don't have any candy at all. So these are healthier snacks much less sugar. And um, I just, I think that these would be the best, healthiest option to give your kids. And I stand behind. And also they're like really good. They're like really tasty. I will have a link below for you guys to easily access those. And if you check them out, let me know your favorites because you're not just going to give these to your kids. You're going to want to eat them too. Okay. So we are going to break away from the Elon Musk Twitter world and we're going to enter Kanye West parlor world um, here are my like my very first thoughts when this whole thing happened Candace Owens George farmer sold parlor to Kanye West my first thoughts were literally like Um, you know, like Kanye West has gotten in a lot of hot water with this, you know, quote unquote, anti-Semitic like tweet that he had put out and, you know, the tweet coming down and Elon trying to talk him out of, you know, his opinion on, on all of that, which again, I thought was pretty weird. I mean, you can talk to people, but don't try to talk them out of their opinions. That's weird. Like they have that opinion for a reason. Maybe you should hear them out. Um, and y'all have already heard my thoughts on the whole Kanye West thing. I'm, I'm radically for free speech. Sue me. Um, but don't <laughs> y'all might. Um, anyway, so Kanye West, I think, I mean, my original thought was like, okay, so he's running into trouble having free speech on Twitter. Then maybe he wants to buy, you know, his own social media platform so that he doesn't have to run into those like issues anymore. Maybe he just wants the insurance that he is going to be able to get his opinions out there. Instagram has, has like blocked him numerous times. I don't know about Facebook. I know on Twitter, he's had a lot of issues. So I think that Kanye West was genuinely just like, how am I going to get my opinions out there? Like, how am I going to have a voice as by the way, the richest black man in America, like it shouldn't be so hard for him to have an opinion. He is a billionaire. He is extremely successful. Um, But I would argue that, you know, that is exactly why he's not able to have his voice on social media because it's a powerful voice and and the left is is just so scared that he is going to fall out of line. He has fallen off, like out of line and he knows that he's fallen out of line and that's why he comes out and says things like um you know, they say that I'm out of control but I'm just out of their control. It is so badass like what Kanye West is doing and how he is again y'all really need to watch that interview that Tucker Carlson interview that Kanye West did because it's really enlightening about his internal you know how like it's just it's really the first interview that i've seen that's like an in-depth interview of the way that kanye west feels about this stuff and he's very sane in it he makes a lot of sense in it and all the people who call him insane i mean they probably won't even watch this interview they call him insane without giving him a chance it's wild so i do think that kanye west being the smart successful very wealthy man that he is was thinking, okay. Okay. So the left is like they own the majority of the media. The left, they own the majority of social media. The left is not going to let me have a voice in these in these spheres. So I do think that Kanye West was just like you know what, I'll just, buy, I'll just buy Parler. Like he's been buddy-buddy with Candace Owens for a while. It was, I, I don't remember what year it was, but there was one year that he put out a tweet. I, I love the way that Candace Owens thinks. And that was when everybody lost their minds and was like, no, Kanye, no, you're falling out of line. It's like, that was when everybody was like, oh no, Kanye's losing his mind. No, he just has a different opinion than you. And that's okay. That's okay. He does not have to have the same just curated opinions that the masses have. The reason I would argue that he is so successful and so wealthy and so creative um, is because he steps out of that line. And he steps out of that line, and he's not afraid of you guys anymore. So maybe you should be afraid. Maybe you should be afraid of him. That is that is how they are all feeling. So so Kanye West with this whole um, parlor acquisition, he's just trying to ensure that. That he he has a space to have free speech it's it 's very similar to how Trump created truth social, which again, I am not a fan of i don 't like truth social i 'm not on truth social. I have told you guys why that is the case for me i don 't like that trump 's truth social calls everybody 's posts. A truth. I know me well enough to know that I will not be right about everything. I am I am not right about everything. I try my hardest to be as honest as I can and to be as correct as possible. Like on the podcast, on my social media posts, in just my personal life, I try to be as upfront and honest as I personally am able to be. And I but I don't want everything that I say to be called a truth because I know that not everything that I ever utter is going to be a truth. I am not a perfect, infallible human being. And so I don't want that. I don't want that placed upon me or the expectation that everything that I'm posting is a truth. I'm also big into satire. I don't know if y'all have been able to notice. I love satire. I love sarcasm. I don't want all of my posts to be called a truth. Jenny Robinson's truth that plays right into the left's hole. You get a truth and I get a truth and they get a truth and we get a truth. It's stupid. It's retard. Nope. I'm not going to say that word. I actually really don't like it when people say that word, because that is a group of people, you know, and I don't want them to like, I actually, I mean, I do have a lot of empathy. I don't want, I don't want the retarded community to be targeted. So I'm not going to say that word, but you know, it's like the things that we have to do these days just to be able to have our voices and to have our opinions and to be funny if we want to be. It's like the the links that we must go to. Am I right, you guys? Am I right? I'm actually shocked uh, that the podcast hosting platforms haven't deleted me. I have a backup strategy just in case they decide to, um, but I am kind of shocked that they haven't taken me down. But you know what? Thank you. Thank you, Spotify, Apple. Thank you, guys. I would I would appreciate if you would leave me out. That would be really cool, really cool of you. Very 100 of you if you would just not take my podcast down. But it shouldn't be this hard for people to just have their opinions enter. The universe, like why is it so hard for us to just speak our opinions into the air? Why are there morality police who are really immoral? By the way, the true moral people are the people that are getting shut down the most. And so, I would just like to reiterate, like how important it is to read your Bible, and and then you would understand why all of that is happening. Good will be called bad, bad will be called good. That is what is happening, and I. And I just feel like just very strongly that people should read their Bible because that you would understand, you would actually understand exactly what is happening, but it, it just shouldn't be this hard for people to have their opinions get out into the world in general for anybody in America. But but especially I feel like for Kanye West, who was so powerful, who was so wealthy, who was so successful, who was so creative. And he's, he's very arrogant. He is kind of narcissistic. His faith has humbled him some, but you know, even so like he's, he's very smart. He is a very smart person. He calls himself a genius. Maybe he is, but regardless of how he sees himself or anything else, Kanye West should be able to have an opinion. He knows that he is very educated on his rights on the, it seems like he's very educated on the constitution, the bill of rights, the Bible, like Kanye West has been looking at all the right documents to know exactly you know, what his rights are. He knows his beliefs and he has formulated a worldview that the Hollywood Marxist, um, immoral leftist progressive community of Hollywood just detests, they just detest him. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, and like, he just doesn't care. And so that makes them detest him even more. So, my my final thoughts on this whole parlor purchase are basically that he he wants to have an insurance policy for making sure that he has a way to get his voice out there good for him. Candace, I mean, honestly, like, my view is that, like, it would be so cool if Candace Owens and Kanye West worked together um, on some organization. I don't know what, because Candace already has Blexit, uh, Blexit excuse me. I I talk sometimes for a really long time on the podcast and then my words are just like, I don't know. Um, But it would be cool if they, if they came together, I don't know, maybe Kanye West coming together with Blacksit, you know, I don't know, some, some, something, something, they could be a powerhouse duo for the black community of America, just in general for Americans, like, and, and um, just exposing people to true, like free thought and to true, Boldness um in their in their way of thinking and not being afraid of the mob. So you know, they're both I mean, Kanye's just extremely, extremely famous. Candace is is very famous. and it's like they're not afraid of these people snatching their their podiums, which by the way is making me think back to um, <laughs> when the guy, <laughs> one of the guys on January 6th, there was a picture that came out of this guy who had gone and I think it was Nancy Pelosi's podium that he had uprooted from the Capitol building and he was like carrying it around and it was so funny. Americans can be so funny. Everybody that eh, I don't know. Everybody has been telling me you need to denounce January 6th Then you need to tell everybody that it's worse than than 9-11. But it's not it's not worse. It was not worse than 9-11. Um, it was actually like a kind of funny day. Like some tragic things happened but the way that Americans handle Injustice in America, I mean, it's very, it's all, it's always like a funny American way that they do it like putting their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, snatching her podium and walking around the Capitol building, which by the way, we fund, we fund the Capitol building with our tax dollars. So the elite acting like, well, this is ours because we are queen. So, and so, and it's like, well, we, we funded it actually. I mean, we funded it. It's actually ours <laughs> and we're supposed to elect you all. And I don't know. We don't feel like we really elected you all. Um, wow, I can go on rabbit trails. The, I Well, let me finish my point really quick. It is so easy to rig elections with computerization. I mean, y'all, 81 million votes for Joe, no. January 6th, not as bad as 9-11, n- not even comparable. So my point in saying all that really is that The point is that Americans in America, where we currently are, most of my listeners, I have a lot of listeners from a lot of different countries, by the way, and y'all are super cool to be listening to my podcast. I feel honored and a little nervous sometimes because I don't know, it's just like, (laughs) it's like the whole world is starting to listen to me and uh, that's cool, but it's like a little bit like, ah, well, a lot of European countries. So, hey guys, what's up? um. Anyway, um, the point is that we should all be able to get our points across and have them heard in the public square in real life and on the internet. That is the overall message of this episode, and I think that people like Elon Musk and Kanye West are really going to help push us in that direction. I'm liking what I'm seeing. I think Trump honestly could be doing more for free speech on social media. I know a lot of you guys are just obsessed with truth, uh, truth social, but I'm not one of those people. And again, I'm just not going to be able to tell you all things that I don't actually feel. So I don't like truth social, but I do think that Trump could even get in, you know, he probably has a contract with this truth social thing and is, is just dedicated to it now, but it would be super cool if, you know, if all of these people can really help steer us into a more just free speech era. Like I want a free speech era. You guys Where imagine, imagine the chaos and the beauty of that. It would be amazing. It's like, of course people say crazy things. That's what the... Guy, you know, the last head guy of um, Twitter was saying, he was like, it's just so easy to say anything on the internet. It's like, yeah, because, okay, like, that's a good thing. There, yeah, it's going to be some crazy stuff that people say. People have to be allowed to say it. They have to be allowed to say it. Again, it is much safer to know what people are thinking than it is to not know what people are thinking. I mean, imagine those people. You shut them off. They're crazy people. They're, like, in a dark room coming up with some scheme that you wouldn't know about because you shut them up and, like, are acting like they're just deleted from life because you did that. No, that's not how that works. Everybody has to have free speech. If it's, like, super wild or illegal, yeah, you handle that. There are consequences to free speech. You can say things anything you want. That doesn't mean there's not going to be consequences to it. I'm sure Kanye West lost a bunch of fans From his tweet that he put out, you know, I actually gained a lot of fans from putting out my thoughts on my thoughts on his thoughts in his tweet regarding that. Um, there, There are consequences, good and bad for what you say. I mean, that's just something that's a given, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be having the right to be able to say whatever it is you want to say, regardless of whatever, whatever you say um, what those consequences are going to be good or bad. So I hope that that made sense. I'm sure that that was worded a little awkwardly, but those are my feelings on Elon Musk buying Twitter, Kanye West buying parlor and the free speech era that I'm looking forward to hopefully really happening on social media, on the internet in general. If you guys like this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, anywhere that y'all can leave reviews wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I really enjoy having these important conversations with you guys. I love having guests on to talk about things that matter. And I really think that, you know, the community that we're building based on truth and based on God's word is very important for the future of not only our country, but hopefully, you know, the more that I get listeners from around the world to really focus on the things that are, are really true and that are really important and that will really help guide us into a way that is more bright. And um, that sounded like a Christmas song at the end, but I feel I feel strongly about going in a, in a different direction than we're headed. And I do think that free speech, regardless of where you are in the world, by the way, is an important thing. So, so always be pushing for that. Always know that it is your God-given right to have Have free speech and make sure that other uh, other people have free speech as well, regardless of their opinions on anything. So that is, that is, I think everything for this episode and I will see you guys next time. (laughs)